0: I said I would never make it, but I was built to break the mold.
1: The only dream that I've been chasing is my own. So I sing a song for the hustlers, train at the bus stop. Welcome everyone to this episode of the Olinji Podcast. I'm so excited today to be talking to Tando Makubu, who is the founder of uh, Soweto Creamery that we're going to hear all about. For those of you listening from outside South Africa wondering who is Tando, Uh, Tando uh, is someone that I heard about while listening to our president's State of the Nation address in February this year, and he mentioned that um, there was a beneficiary of the COVID relief grants, which I think globally they are, and who used the money to start a business now. Even in South African rand, so I'm not even going to do dollar-euro uh, conversions, it really is a little bit of money. You know, it's a small amount, and I think it's just what is meant to buy, not even the basics, one or two things. So to hear that someone was able to be so creative was, like, a, so amazing. But more than that, for me, what it sparked was just this desire to, To get to speak to someone um, who then did something so different, you know, instead of consuming that money, but then made an investment. And that fascinated me about this person called Utando with the wonderful team in production. They hunted him down (laughs) and found him for us. And so today we are able to say welcome, Tando."
0: Morning, welcome. How is everyone?
1: Now I'm sure we are. Everybody is good, Tando, and so looking forward to hearing about your story. So, how has uh, before we even start going into the background of you, what happened after that s- State of the Nation address in your life? So
0: immediately after the State of the Nation address, or so the following day, I had a lot of calls from people, journalists people who do podcasts, (laughs) TV stations, it's been crazy, you know, I was, I wasn't even watching the, the State of the Nation address. I was actually at the gym, then immediately after the gym, I checked my phone, I saw a lot of messages from my friends and family, and then I saw that video of the president mentioning me, and then it was exciting, I spoke to my friends, and then uh I went to bed and then I thought that it was all over. And then uh, in the morning at the gym, I got, I get the first call from uh, a journalist. And then she's like, would like to meet you at 10. said, okay. I'm like, right, it's cool. And then two minutes later, another one calls. So it's been crazy.
1: Mm. Were you expecting to be mentioned? Did you know about the mention?
0: I wasn't expecting to be mentioned. As I said, I wasn't even watching the sauna. I was at the gym. So zero knowledge.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. And you know you know what's been interesting for me watching it, right, is that uh, the, the different reactions at the time, because there were a lot of people who immediately said uh, that that's not true, that can't be true, you know, that, that someone would be, and just because of the quantum, right? And I think that um, as someone who's been um, on this entrepreneurial journey and worked with SMMEs a long time, One of the things I always say is that the problem is really not money. Money is important, but the bigger thing is the idea. How would you feel about that as a statement?
0: No, 100%. I was lucky to have started a fashion business and a photography business. So I already had an idea that you need to start with something and use what you have.
1: And for you, um, just going back into your, what is your, you know, your background? What were you doing in the fashion business, in the photography business? Because your statement of use what you have is critical, you know, and that start with what you know and what is reach reachable and accessible for you.
0: Okay, cool. So, uh, immediately after metric, I graduated and then I took a gap year simply because I didn't know what to do. I didn't have a mentor or someone to advise me, nothing. I just had a mother who was always working and a granny who was a guardian. Mm. Then uh, after the gap year my mother was like please go and ask which course has space. Then I found that fashion had space and then I thought to myself I'm just going to to do these nice sketches and then that was it but then i was wrong it was everything i had to sew i had to do patterns and all of those things and then it was really challenging but i made it work and then uh, on the second year my mom was unemployed so i had to use my fashion skills to make money like i had to do some alterations so i eat and all of those things so yeah, that was the, the, the start of the starting to, to learn, you see, working with people, trying to convince people, uh, using what you have and all of those things. And then finally I graduated, I decided to create a brand. Uh, I used to make jeans, I used to love jeans, I still do love jeans, and then I uh, as I was making these clothes, I thought to myself, I need a camera to, to, to capture uh, these products so that my uh, customers would see this products. And then uh, as I was learning uh, photography, um, I'm actually a self-taught uh, photographer from YouTube. And then I fell in love with uh, photography. So I, I was using the photography and fashion. At the time I was just using a small uh, uh, camera and then I learned about it, I grew and then people really loved the the images that I took and then I was able to uh, grow the the photography brand as well Mm. and then there was a time where uh, I felt stuck, I'm like ah, nothing is really happening Mm. because obviously at home they were looking at me and i had to help with a lot of things so i just felt that the progress was really slow so i decided to apply for uh work at a company called adcon which is closed now so i used my fashion qualification to work there as a trainee merchant and then i worked there for like 18 months but i didn't really like the corporate vibe mm. but i saved half of my money uh half of that money every month so that i could reinvest to uh, my photography brand and then uh, as soon as i left work i reinvested using uh investing rather in proper equipment and then i grew the photography brand and then i'd stopped making clothes because at edcon i had learned that uh, there's other ways to make clothes you don't have to do everything the cmts and all of those things so i was focusing more on photography as mm. uh, specifically events of photography so yeah, we were really loving that we were meeting people it was just wonderful and then lockdown came
1: and you know what you you you've mentioned for me um you've touched on one of the the key that has been a theme in all the entrepreneurs uh, we've been speaking to this discipline of being able to save you know being able to um to to delay spending and gratification in order for it for the bigger picture, whatever that bigger picture uh, to emerge to be able to support it yourself you know is is quite an important thing. If I ask you, where do you think you've picked up your habits from, you know, which allow you to, um, it's, it's hard work to start something and also the pursuit of it. What do you think is it in Tando's background that makes him able to say, I actually will discipline myself and sit down and watch these videos and then action." Because lots of people will tell you, we watch YouTube, we see things, but the actual execution takes a very special kind of mindset and discipline.
0: So it was very crazy. When my mom was working, yes, she was working at retail at a company called ShopRite and it wasn't that great, but she made sure that we had everything, you see. When she was working, I was really spoiled because when I woke up, the fridge was always full, everything was there. So I didn't really work at all, you see. Uh, I woke up, you see, when she was unemployed, it was not the same anymore. There was no food. So that made me want to do something because I was not used to not eating what I want, you see. So yeah, and then uh, uh, YouTube, I always tell a lot of people that it's a, a tool that we must use you see to try and assist us. Yes, uh the cost it data but it's free, you know, and uh the great thing about YouTube, there's a lot of uh people who teach who teach or show the same thing. So you get to learn a uh, different uh p- perspective of this subject matter, you know. So that is how I was able to grow uh, a photograph. And then having my mom unemployed made me like really try and make something work. Otherwise, I'm going to starve, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. For me, the discipline of of then when you get into corporate space, uh, because clearly the salary, the regular salary, does kind of mess with your mind a little bit, um, being someone who, who comes from there, in that whether you worked hard or not, that that on the 25th, the 25th, you get your SMS, it really does mess with you. Uh, that discipline of being able to save half of your salary, at that point, were you clear that you're only here to build up reserves or did you just think you'll see how long you can uh, make it work?
0: so i remember the first time i got my first paycheck i was actually sleeping and now uh, <laughs> uh, the sms woke me up <laughs> like 12 uh, then i'm like I check my account oh the money's in i wasn't <laughs> excited at all you you know i wasn't like yes yes so it's crazy when you want to have s- uh, something uh you 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 are really excited or or looking forward to having it and then when you have it you're not as excited anymore so i think that uh, having to own and run a fashion brand and own and run a photography brand uh, made me used to having money You, you know yes the money in running your your own brand isn't as consistent as uh, the working money where you know every month it's hundreds 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 you, mm. you know so yeah in my mind i wanted to uh, learn about the industry to help with my f- uh, f- f- fashion brand and i was really planning to stay there for like three years but it was only 18 months there duration of the learnership. I didn't really like the the how things were were, you know, at eight o'clock I have to be there and then at four or five I have to leave. Like working at the corporate environment wasn't really nice for me because it was so structured, you know. So it was really frustrating for me. Mm. It was like I can't, you have to be here at eight, you need to do this, you, you can't do this, you have to do that, this, this, this. I, and it was the same thing over and over and over. And it made me realize that uh, in this world, there's two types of people. There is an employee and there is an entrepreneur. And no one uh, is greater than the, the other mm. because their employees was CEOs and all of those things, you know. So in my mind, I am not an employee, you know. And yes, there is uh, a time where I'm running uh, Soweto Creamery and the fashion brand and uh, the photography where I felt like if I need to work, I need to work because it's really hard. But i rather run my own brand rather than uh, work in corporate again.
1: You know, I, I want us to just talk to that um, a, a little bit because... The aim of these podcasts is really to empower uh, 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 self-employed people, business owners, entrepreneurs, to be able to understand the different roles because sometimes you have to shift between the two and there there comes a time in your own business when you must identify which you are because if you are not knowing yourself enough to know that I can't do the mundane day to day, which is what actually sustains a business. You're going to kill your business instead of then starting to look at expanding and hiring people, you know. And for me, what you've just spoken about is really how important it is to quickly learn who you are and where you fit in. But just going back, though, to the routine and the mundaneness of corporate, what do you think it's taught you that you now apply as, a, as an, an entrepreneur yourself, in your businesses, you employ people now. So what happens in the running of the factory, if I can call it that?
0: So I really learned a lot uh, in corporates and it really helped me uh, learn how to, the most important thing, work with people, mm. you know, I don't like to regard myself as a boss. I like to regard myself as a team player, you know, so everyone in the team is important and all of those things. So what what I really learned at uh, corporate is that you need to learn or rather you need to get things done, you know.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: Where Before I worked there, I used to maybe have, a gene that i had to make uh by friday uh but then i would say you know it's fine i'll f- finish it on tuesday and all of those things so uh, uh corporate really helped me uh, 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 uh ensure that uh, i make things done at the right time you know so when you say you want to uh, Finish a task on Monday, it must be done on Monday, not Friday, not Tuesday, and all of those things.
1: And that is so true, hey, because um, it's one of the things that that kills small businesses is in that uh, there tends to be sometimes a bit of, of people being unreliable. And it's the, that's how you, you know, it's the routine, the repeated processes, you know, that make you able to sustain a business through all of the periods uh, in life. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant um, um, lesson. So in terms of you being an entrepreneur, you, do you see yourself more as an ideas person or are you also involved in the implementation and execution?
0: So I always tell people that uh, there's a lot of young people who WhatsApp me and they're looking for ideas and they're like, hey, please share ideas. Oh, I have this great idea. I'm like, in this world i don't think there is yes there are new ideas but then the, the the easier way is to look at uh maybe a brand that you re- you really like and then lo- look at the things that the, they lack in and how can you improve in that brand uh maybe for instance i'd use an example like uber you see uber is a a company that uh, offers a transportation and uh, offers a convenience. But then let's just say the the, the drivers are not that friendly, you know. Mm. You can create a company like Uber, but then ensure that your drivers are really friendly, you know. I mean, uh, customer service, in my view, is everything. You, you see, it's more important than the 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 service you render is more important than the product that you have because uh i can be in a restaurant and i can love the food and then the waiter is just rude and it's going to ruin the whole experience you know so it's about uh, ensuring that the customer or customers are enjoying the whole experience is the place clean uh, are you friendly is the product nice all of those things so let's uh Together, you know, it's not one thing. You, you, you mustn't assume that if you have a great product, people will come. It's not about that. It's about the whole experience. Mm.
1: So, which leads me to uh, you and Soweto Creamery, you, you know. Um, I, I read that you, you, you'd you seen these beautiful ice creams, but I think you have an eye for beautiful things, frankly. And um, how did you marry the two? You know, um, COVID hits, And then what?
0: So it's really crazy. Uh, I think I was lucky to be in the fashion space where it's really creative. And when I was young, I remember uh, I used to study at uh, maths and science school, but I wasn't really interested in those things. I was always drawing and creating things, you know, and all of those. So uh, I think I've always had that uh, creative side uh, in me. And then... When uh, COVID hit, as I said, I was focusing more on events photography and there were no events and my account was running dry zero, and then it was really frustrating and then the government said we can apply for the 350. Luckily I got approved and then uh, at the time when I had that money in my and i always i i tell a lot of people that if i never had that money i don't think i would have started so creamery you know uh i mean i've been eating ice cream for so many years and i have been uh eating pizza so people who know, know that i have a sweet tooth and i love junk mm. i just love food you know i'm a foodie and all of those things so uh I just saw this ice cream and I was like, let me just try it out, like it really inspired me. So I always uh, tell people that uh, I'm more of an experimenter Mm. rather than an entrepreneur, you know. Yes, I might be an entrepreneur in other people's eyes, but in my mind, I I experiment and I'm not afraid to, to fail. Like you just try it out. If it fails, it fails. You know, so I was just trying it out. I was experimenting, you know. So yeah, saw so this ice cream. I was like, let me just try it out. I I showed it to my partner. I'm like, eh, I want to sell something like this. And then she was like, okay, for how much? And I'm like, one hundred And then she's like, you're, you're crazy. It you don't work. I'm like, okay. Like for half an hour, I moved her. And then I'm like, okay, maybe she's right. And then half an hour later, I was like, nah i'm gonna try it out and she knows me that if i say i want to do something i will do you know so yeah and then i put the alarm to wake up in the morning at six but then i woke up earlier i woke up at five i couldn't sleep i created an instagram page i created a logo I, i posted it on our instagram page the first post which was like uh coming soon and then i went The retail stores and I purchased products that I already know and like. And I was looking at this uh, picture for reference and uh, try and make it my own, you know. And then when I arrived at home, uh, everyone was like shocked, especially my niece. She was really excited. Hey, you're going to have ice cream? I'm like, "Uh -uh, we are not having ice cream. to try and sell something my younger brother knows that i like to try out things so he wasn't really really shocked you know Like, okay let's just try it out we didn't really know what we were creating really but we created uh chocolate overload and planet sweetness and then we took our professional camera gear to shoot these products and then we we we, we shared it with our friends and family through
1: how do you sustain, though, that that creative edge that that got you to the point where we all know about you because of um, you know the Soweto Creameries? Now, really, if somebody says they don't know who you are, I don't know where they live. Uh, if they're from South Africa, in particular, in that um, and actually, you now you do have a global audience, being on all of the social media. Is that how do you sustain? you know this because you you need a certain level of discipline to not be a crazy scientist trying every new thing that that comes your way is that when you started this at which point did you say okay i'm gonna sit with this and see what else i can do uh with it before deciding whether the next thing that's gonna catch my eyes where i'm going i'm trying to find what is the thing that that anchors you even though you sound like a free spirit who was, was always looking for something, you know, creative t- to do?
0: So I uh, really have three things that I I want to speak about. So uh, I we created this uh creamery brand and then it's still young, it's still interesting, people are coming, you see. So we were very lucky to have a person like Mohale Motaung, who we met through our photography brand, we we sent him uh, message through Instagram and we're trying it out. So we are like, uh, we'd like to be your personal, uh, f- photographers. L- luckily he responded, you know, mm. and then, uh, we met up, we, we, we worked whenever he needed us, he hits us up, you know? So we had a relationship with him and then he was one of the WhatsApp recipients that received the images that we had created, you know? So, uh one i think it's really important to have uh meaningful re- relationships with uh influencers or people that that will really help your brand grow so mohali really helped us out on the uh social media platform where he posted on his instagram his twitter his facebook and his instagram at the time was approaching one million followers you know mm-hmm. so of mm-hmm. the grow. and then two, my f- f- my f- family was really pressuring me they were like we can't have two flavors we need more <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we were really arguing and then i'm uh, like uh, these two flavors are fine because i look at a brand like mac where they have been selling their products a Big Mac for so long, you see. And then they understood me for like a day or two and then they came back to me, no mama, we need more flavors and then we created Mint Immensity, we created Caramel Canyon, we created Royale. So we have more flavors to try and cater for to a larger audience or more people. Because not everyone is a vanilla person, not everyone is a chocolate person. And then the other thing that really helped us is uh, going to other places that are similar to us, or other places that are are, are more established uh, than us. You see, and try and learn from them. What are they uh, doing right? What are they doing wrong? And try and learn from it. So yeah.
1: Oh, that's that's actually um, quite a a useful uh, roadmap in terms of how you can, you know, uh, leverage off growing of your brand. I must tell you, um, I don't eat ice cream anymore. Um, um, I'm on a a ketogenic diet, but you you need to look at that. And I'm going to send you something because there are options for all of us who don't eat uh, sugar in that you can make us a really funky uh, dessert that is uh, sugar-free and then you get into another market and sugar-free and as pretty as all of your stuff because we I can have dark chocolate. I mean, I figure if I can have chocolate and cream, you can make me something, <laughs> which looks as pretty and divine as some of the stuff on your Instagram page. So tell me. No, no, no. yeah.
0: So <laughs> now that you mentioned that uh, we, there was a time where we had... Uh, customers complain about the serving of our ice cream because it's a lot especially for their kids you know they like, you know please try crates as as something small for our kids so we created an ice cream called junior for the kids so it's almost like half of the, the 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 serving of our regular uh ice cream and then we also had uh uh, customers who were uh, like, they are lactose intolerant and they really have our brand and they are also vegan. So we created a product called Ifrutiza, which is a uh, fruit sobe, fresh fruit sobe, you know. And we also have uh, people who uh, who can't eat sugar, they are diabetic. So we are in the process of uh, creating that uh, sugar-free option. We, we are still uh, 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 exploring uh, the sweeteners that are available uh, in the market.
1: Oh, I love the innovation. So, if you've ever looked up the the definition of innovation, for me, you are not an entrepreneur. Can I just tell you? I think you're an innovator, and it just so happens you are innovating in 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 the in the, in the in, I'm going to call it in the fashion. Uh, uh, you know, in in that kind of a space, but you're an innovator because people of, often confuse invention and innovation. Innovation is about doing exactly what is what you are doing, which is looking at existing processes, products, services, and making them better. You know, and 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 and, and that's going to be important for you to embrace that label for yourself, for the simple reason that it then also changes how you think about Utandu
0: no 100% so most of those things i think it's 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 listening to the people around you on your team uh to uh the most important one your customers what are they looking for you you know uh uh, what i learned when i was in uh, fashion school that you don't really create clothes for you you create clothes for the end user so it's really important to listen and uh listen to understand not not to fight and say no it's right so listen and understand and how uh, are you going to 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 uh, implement that in your brand
1: Hmm. Oh no, that's, that's really, really uh, amazing because I think it's such an important thing as well to, to be able to be able to distill your process as well because sometimes you ask people how do you do what you do and they actually can't tell you because uh, they've never taken the time out to actually understand how their thought processes work because it then means that you also make sure you are in environments which stimulate that kind of feeling and thinking which is about where to next so tell me, you you keep mentioning we. Who's this team that's that's with you on all of your brands? That's my one question. But the other one is, what are the names of your other brands? You know, let's talk about them. This is not a. This is for us to be able to showcase everything that Tabo Makobu does and is involved in, and whatever support we can give to entrepreneurs who are making things happen is is really positive for us. Are you still in the fashion brand a business? What is it? and also your photography, you know, how are those growing as you've got all of this limelight and shine on Soweto Creamery at the moment?
0: So when I say we, I speak about my family, I speak about my close friends, I speak about my customers, obviously my family, uh, uh, my team members, which is my mother, my brother and my sister and when i say friends uh friends who uh are close by who might maybe have a suggestion or two and then i also said uh customers uh customers are people who also may also have a suggestion and it's it's uh that doesn't always mean that we will listen to everything because we need to try and keep the brand uh, 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 vision uh, alive in everything that we do or relevant to the, the, the brand. And then my other brands, uh, the first one is the a fashion brand that I created, which is called Ipots Authentic. Uh, so I split Ipots Authentic into two, one photography and one clothing. So the clothing one was making your jeans, your tracker. So I was using more uh, denim, you see. So that was my main focus. My, my inspiration was your Levi's, hmm. your jeans, and all of those things. And then my photography brand, when I started, was uh, more or less a lot of things, you see. But, 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 but we really felt, in love with uh events uh photography uh, when i meet me and my younger brother he was also interested in it i i taught him as well and then i sent him links of where i learned uh, via youtube and now he's also a autographer.
1: so where to next for tando
0: so next uh, i'm really planning to grow because. There are a lot of people who are really interested in uh, joining Soweto Creamery in terms of uh, franchising and all of those things. But then we want to do it in a proper way where there are uh, contracts and paperwork. And then we want to also move out from our home because we're still operating from home. And we, we are still under my mother's rule, you see, where we have other ideas she agrees. And then in the morning, she's like, I, you know. So
1: ay guam. You
0: find- yeah. <laughs> so we, we need to try and find uh, our own place within Soweto, which is like, a commercial place where we uh create a restaurant vibe Have our ice cream increase the assortment that we have we actually invested in our food maker as well a smoothie maker and a milkshake maker for other p- p- uh, people who feel that the product that we have is a lot to see and try and cater for a larger market and also have some food in there as well and then uh we want to try out the mall format where it's almost like we have a cart in a mall and try and reach more people because we've also had a lot of people who like uh, to say, please have, so it's a creamery in Cape Town or KZM. Mm-hmm. So uh, try and have that uh, cart format in malls nationwide as well. And then we also have CSI that, that we do maybe twice or three times a year where we give back to the community we make meals and then we identified the, the people who really need their meals and then we hand their meals over to them And then the other thing that we do is an event that we do once or twice a year that is called creamers hangout where we invite artists and it's like a and events, you see, there's people, there's live music, there's food, there's ice cream, it's just a joy. So yeah, I just want to grow and then grow the brand uh, nationally and obviously grow the Soto Creamery team from only having five to like 50, 100 and, and so on and so forth.
1: So I, I, I must say that um, it's so important um, that we... Um... Uh, 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 congratulate you. You are creating employment, you know, and at a time and in a space where so many people are struggling to find jobs, there you are, Tando, uh, providing livelihoods for families. And that is something to be incredibly, incredibly proud of. Uh, and I hope that you also appreciate, you know, the amount of, um, of, of work and how hard you are working uh, with what you are doing.
0: No, no, no! It's a, thank you, thank you so much. And it's really crazy. I, I didn't even think that I'd be creating an employment. It was a matter of an experiment, trying it out, and then it just grew from there. You know. Mm.
1: I love something you said, and um, you know, as we as we head to towards the closure, and I think this is something that um, I'm hoping everybody who listens to hears this. Tando says, "I'm not afraid to fail." Just try it, you know, and 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 that fear of failure is so endemic. It's so deep that many a dreams have died because of that.
0: No, I totally agree. And uh, I can't be blaming them because in the past I was also like that. I was afraid to create a specific person. I was afraid approach a specific person I was like I always wanted everything to be perfect mm. and then when I saw other uh, people that I see as I said I look at a lot of brands or I look at a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and try and understand how are they making it happen and try and learn from them and then I realized that they're not afraid they don't really care I mean it's it's going to hurt but life goes on you know and it's really important to make it work, or rather not make it work start, you know, because there's a lot of uh, people out there who want everything to be perfect, perfect, perfect. And it's not about that, you see, like, make it work and you'll figure it out.
1: You know, one of the things that um, uh, uh, it was Liz Litzwal of Masodi said, uh, when I asked what made her leave, because she also she leapt out of a lucrative uh, career. You really had to go start a making uh, products. Uh, uh, it's, it's cosmetics. And she said, I was stepping into my dream. And it's so when, when you when you when you trip over, make it work. Actually, you are right. It's make your life work, because making your life work means that you will do things that maybe don't make sense to an observer. But for you it's how you make sense of your life is that I've got to do, this thing is calling me and there's nothing that I can do, but go try it out.
0: No, 100%. There's a lot of people who know me, where I stay in in so I was actually speaking to to this old man. He's like, uh, you... Ever since you were, were young, I realized that you you are not like the the, the 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 others. You you are crazy. When we had left you had rights. When we had right you had left, you see? so that
1: that's an amazing compliment.
0: <laughs> it was really crazy he, hearing it from him and he was really laughing and all of those things, you know. No,
1: that's a, that's an amazing, amazing uh, a compliment when your mom looks at you who does she say you take after
0: well my mom uh unfortunately is old school in a sense that when i was working at uh, corporates she was really excited because used to that thing that you wake up you go to work you come back and all of those things that and when i was at uh corporate she was actually looking after me washing uh the clothes that i use uh, prepping meals and all of those things you know but then when i quit she changed she's just like what's going on hey you need work all of those things and all of the uh, when she sees grow, she understands now that it's not always really about waking up in the morning and nine and, and all of those things, you know. Mm.
1: You know, it, and it's about being able to be brave enough to make those decisions which, which uh, go against what society is expecting of you. So a quick question before we wrap up. Are you still saving?
0: Uh, it's really important uh, to save. Uh, why we are always reinvesting back into Soetsu Krimari, trying to enhance the experience for our customers. So, uh, the the profits that we have, most of the profits are going back into Soetsu Krimari and uh, wanting to make it, uh, make Soetsu Krimari fluid and uh, like a well oiled. M- 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 Machine. When we see that we are lacking here, we reinvest. When we see that we can improve here, we reinvest. So yeah, we are saving. It's very important.
1: Last question is, how do you make sure that Tando is is full, is, is able to show up and be present all the time to all of these? Because re- you've taken on responsibilities now. Is that how do you take care of yourself to make sure that you are able to show up fully present Uh, to all
0: of this team that you've built around you? So it's not easy, but then I think that uh, when you know that, or rather when you have the the vision in your mind of the brand and of everything, like even though you are tired or exhausted or not feeling that great, you need to stand up and show up and uh, make, make sure that the team or the uh, the customers see the brighter side of you. You, 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 know. So it's really hard because there has been times where I haven't felt like waking up and all of those things. But then it has to work. You see, it's like uh, when you are training the gym. You see, it's nice. You need to wake up in the morning. You need to prep those meals. You, it, it must be done.
1: Mm. So are you mentoring anyone in the beginning you spoke about not having mentors and things how are you i mean i know you're giving back with some of the csi that you are doing and uh, one of the uh, 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 oft said complaint from 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 entrepreneurs who are in in the trenches is that they see too many people who say they want mentorship but basically want you to do the thing for them how do you i mean are you finding that that people want to tell you what they want done rather than asking for the guidance to be able to uh, get to the other side? That's part of my question. And then the other part is, are you um, mentoring or have you even found mentorship for yourself, even at this stage?
0: So mentorship I have found, I always try and be around people who are successful, always try and be around people who have uh, more money than me but who are are respectful and who uh, really understand where i am coming from and where i am going i always uh, tell people that you must try and chill with uh, people who inspire you or you need to be in places where you want to be you you know uh yesterday i was speaking to this uh that in the hood I was like it's important to to actually uh, go to the suburbs so that you understand that there is life out there you know when you're always in the hood like you are somewhat brainwashed because you do you see the same thing over and over and over and then there are people who come to me for advice but then they really think that my advice is weird or not uh, conventional and then they seem to know more than i want to tell them there was a lady so uh, i work out as well there was a lady and then i i posted a picture of me when I was not working out Said me when I was working out so I had a tummy then on the second uh, image I had abs and then she was really uh, excited so she is assuming that you need to do sit ups and then I was like I don't do even one sit up what you have to do is try and eat less and then she was shocked like no sit up so I I find a lot of People who are like that, they like to use the, the the conventional way of doing things. And when I advise them with my ways, they are really shocked.
1: And and you're actually right, is that I, I find that there are a lot more people who want to, to hear what they already know, rather than uh, hearing something different, which means that you have to change what you do. But you mustn't stop talking, because one day, you know, you'll find the ground that's ready to hear the contrary advice because your story is an inspiring one and I think it does need to be told far and wide and also how we can support you uh, to be able to still scale these inventions of yours even more as you, you, know, you, 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 you make your way um, um, in the world. If, uh, if you had a magic wand, which I know is always fantastical, but it's good to put things out into the universe, knowing what you know and what you've been through, What would you wish was there for entrepreneurs uh, who are just starting out, if anything at all?
0: It's really tricky to say because like for entrepreneurs, the the stories are not the same and how I was able to be the Tando that I am today is not having much you see the that i have who is actually a millionaire is complaining about his sons like his son is spoiled his son is not like me you know so i would say funds but uh no not really so i think that uh struggling is really important you see uh i think it's 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 trying to imagine it like a person who is trying to lose weight, you know, that person has to adjust, you see, they need to live what they love eating, they need to change their lifestyle, they need to all of those things, yeah, see So um, I think that a magic wand won't really help me because it's gonna ruin everything. It's gonna ruin the training, <laughs> you know. I mean, the training is not really great, you know, it's hard. Uh there's nothing, there's not so no one. No, no no magic. It's just focusing on the journey and uh, having your eye on the prize. Mm.
1: No, deep advice indeed. And so, Tando, before I say thank you, do you have T-shirts with your Soweto Creamery logo? That's a really cute, that'll make a really lovely T-shirt. Just just saying, uh, if you don't have one already.
0: No, 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 100%. So we actually have a friend called Theo. He's our Designer, and he's also a friend that has been helping us. I actually met him at uh, UJ. He's a fine artist, he's the one who prints t shirts. So we were like, We want uh, t shirts for working, like uniform, but there is a lot of people who are really interested in those t shirts. So we are going to have them uh, on sale, on pre order uh, soon, soon, soon. So, yeah. 100%.
1: So should we follow your your Instagram page to see when they're out or is there another place where we can find information about Soweto Cream? It's actually information about Soweto Creamery, iBoat, as well as just Tando Makubu.
0: So everything that we post or everything new that we create, we post on our Instagram, Instagram at Soweto Creamery. Uh, and then on Facebook they saw it's a creamery uh Twitter at so it's a creamery Tick Tock at so it's a creamery and I have to speak about uh how powerful social media is you know when we started uh two months later uh people were not coming and then we were not understanding what was going on and then I'd created uh, an account on TikTok during the pandemic. Then I decided to rename that account to Soweto creamery and I was learning uh, about the TikTok algorithm and that it likes short videos and that it likes trending sounds, you see. So I put it out. I posted two videos which were short and I used uh, trending sounds. The second video received like 200,000 views. Wow. And then on that, yes, on that weekend, people came. Then it made me realize that, hey, it's really important to be out there and uh, use the social media platforms because they are free and try and make it easy for people to find
1: you yes that that is such important advice and i'm hoping that entrepreneurs are listening that you've got to be visible if if nobody knows about you uh they're not going to be able to find you and you are right that with new social media it actually is is a lot easier than the physical location that you need to have as was the case in the past tando i'd really 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 like to thank you for your time this morning um and even though i know you had difficulties but Really appreciate the time you've given us and I have one humble, humble request is that when we come back again, because I think this is a conversation that's to be continued, please just uh, give us your time again because this has been really amazing uh, to be able to just get to know you a little bit better, one, but also to delve deeper into this journey of entrepreneurship, which can be so difficult so rewarding, and also a journey of self-discovery in a lot of ways. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, you will let me know, let us know when we can do this again. It was wonderful. It's also helping me speak, you know. <laughs> and I've actually been approached by a public speaking company. They want me to try uh, try Uh, try public speaking so it's really helped me and it has made me realize that why uh, did we not have a subject in high school or primary school of uh, uh, public speaking on how to speak and all of those things because when the the, the first interview came I was really uh, afraid and scared and not knowing what to say and all of those things.
1: You know, you, you, you talk about some of the programs that um, we really need to find. So Is for me that the programs that you find in, uh, in, in, in private schools would be things like a debating class and all of these public speaking, you know, kind of forums which build confidence. And then when you get into the workplace, our kids who haven't been exposed are shy. They don't, they're afraid to articulate themselves. And unfortunately, in a world that talks too much, that gets mistaken for 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 a measure of your intelligence, when actually it's just that we grew up also in in some cultures and our homes where you're not encouraged to speak up.
0: No, one hundred percent. I mean, I have always been that person who likes to speak up when I'm with my friends and all of those things. But then when I have to speak to a large group of people, I'm scared and all of those things. So yeah, I. Totally agree with with you. Having those uh, public uh, speaking classes and those uh, debate uh, sessions is really important. To or rather, is is an important skill that we should have at a young age. Uh, that when we grow up, it's like uh, nature to us, you know.
1: Tando, thank you so much for your time. Hey. And keep well. And uh, we shall be visiting Soweto Creamery. I've, I've told the kids that we have to go. They will eat all the ice cream for me uh, until you make a keto-friendly version. Uh, but for now, um, yeah, that's my promise. That's my date with them. I've
0: been chasing, it's my own. So I sing a song for the hustlers
1: trading at the bus stop. Single mothers waiting on a check-